by the heterodox bishops as the Trojan horse, where they can incrementally change the practice of the church on priestly celibacy by looking first at this at this exigency of a lack of priests in these regions that has led to people being able to get the Eucharist only once in a few months. Once they establish weary probati in the Amazon region, then they will try to export that and have this exception swallow the rule in the greater church, in, in the Latin rite of the church. I think that's what's at play. Um, yeah. But the proof... There's some some strong um, there's strong proof out there that critics in the West in the in England and America of Cardinal Sarah view um, the import shall we say of the Viribro body there in the Amazon region as having universal appeal and presumably universal implementation eventually. It's all the same suspects, the usual suspects. The French newspaper Le Figaro broke the news that Benedict XVI and Cardinal Robert Serra had collaborated on a soon-to-be-released uh, book. We haven't named the title yet. It's From the Depths of Our Hearts. The French volume was actually out today, uh, January 15th. This story broke on the 12th. So this all happened really quickly. I thought I'd heard about it on the 11th. It was the 12th. The English translation translation of the book will be published sometime in February by Ignatius and they refuse like I said earlier to take off Benedict's name in the titular for the book but but like I say the National uh, Catholic Reporter um, was out there as one of the usual suspects s suggesting that by writing about the celibate priesthood of uh, the Pope Emeritus was opposing the plans of Pope Francis. So that's that's the National Catholic distorter themselves. They they agree, in other words, that this is a Trojan horse, that the, the Shamazonian Synod and that the post-synodal uh, Am Amazonian uh, Synod document um, will eventually come out and will come out in favor of Bishop Krautler and the German Bishops' Conference, which wanted universally uh, Viri Probati to be the new norm. Also, Austin Ivory, like I said, Father James Martin, all of the crew, they're accusing Cardinal Sarah of having, quote, contempt. That's Ivory. Father James Martin is saying that he finds the news that, that Cardinal Sarah wrote this book with Benedict, quote, hard to fathom, criticizing both of them for speaking out. Well, so, James Martin said it, so it has to be. Yeah. Man, that just a, a slight digression. That guy, who is sick of that guy? I, I'm just so tired uh, of reading the headlines and seeing that he's opened his big trap again. Yeah, yeah, who, who's not? I, I guess people over at the National Catholic Reporter, uh, you know, I'm, obviously we agree 100%, but it isn't, I mean, this is how hollow out works. This is how Rahm Emanuel and Sololinsky and Karl Marx's um, way of running the Vatican does actually work to effect, is if you, um, you implement things a little bit at a time through incrementalism, there's a French model of this and a German model of this. I've been studying it for the new book I'm about to start writing here in later spring. But the point is, 
the Westerners in first world countries, all the usual suspects of the libs in the church, they view this the same way, actually, that the far right-wingers who are fearfully viewing it uh, do, which is to say, this has nothing to do with the Amazon, right? It has nothing to do with an Amazonian problem. This is more like communion in the hand. This is more like uh, female altar boys. This is more like communion for the civilly divorced and remarried. You take a false problematic, you, you zoom in on it, you say it's only for a select, rare, rarefied group of uh, sharers in the problematic, and then you apply the remedy, in scare quotes, universally, and, and then all of a sudden you have communion in the hand, you know, 99% of parishioners at your Novus Ordo Parish do this. All of a right, sudden, right. you have as many female altar boys as, as male altar boys, etc., that's the playbook, right? I agree. That's exactly what the progressives are going to try and do. They're going to try and extrapolate and say, well, look, there's a shortage of priests in the Western church. So what we just did for the Amazonian right, if such a thing were to be carved out, let's do that for the Latin right, because there's a shortage of priests. Uh, the shortage of priests, of course, is created by unfaithful bishops um, in, in countries like Germany. United States, all all the evidence shows that, by the way, um, when you have a faithful bishop in a faithful diocese, even when it's a small faithful diocese, they're overflowing with seminarians. It's the unfaithful diocese that get no vocations. Like, who would have thunk it, right? But, so that's what they're going to try and do. They're going to say there's a priest shortage in the Latin rite. Now let's try and use these weary pro body for the Latin rite. Let's, let's try and allow the married priesthood for the Latin rite. So that's the end game, certainly. And what I'm saying is that Cardinal Sarah and Pope, ben, Pope Emeritus Benedict have snuffed this out. They, they understand what's at stake here. I think they know that the progressive faction of the church is trying to play on Pope Francis and get him to um, allow for the weary probati in the Amazon so that they can usher in the weary probati in the universal church. And I think that the good guys are catching on to what's at, at stake here and how the incrementalism is working and that they're figuring this is now the time to draw the line in the sand and to put to really dig in their heels and and fight for the heart and soul of Pope Francis and this pontificate to show him the importance of priestly celibacy, which he's not unaware of, by the way. There is something to be said. You know, Pope Francis has said he would rather lose his life than to end priestly celibacy in the Latin Rite. He's also said that he doesn't think that if he were to curtail priestly celibacy, he would be able to stand before God and judgment. So I don't think he is in the bag for the progressive cause. I think that the progressives are trying to push him and to kind of pull the wool over his eyes and to stiff arm him into, or strong arm him rather, into kind of endorsing this weary pro body. And then they're going to try and use him later on. But I think this is still a fight that very much needs to be fought. And I think the, the Holy Father is open to being directed in this regard. Yeah, well, I'd, I'd like to see, we were talking about this earlier, um, I guess it, it'll be something of a closing remark for me. I, yeah, I don't, I'd like to see any evidence that, that there, I'd see no evidence of strong arming or manipulation 
or whatever, aside from the manipulation that is um, this typical hollow-out Trojan horse technique of using a problem, of course, you, you, you know, when there's a problem, the manager is at the head of it. So if we do, in fact, see in the post-synodal uh, apostolic exhortation written by Francis, of course, there, there's no evidence of any, you know, any one of these guys manipulating him. The manipulation, of course, will be uh, that's, that's evident to the world without speculation, just factually. If it comes out in favor of Viri Prabhati, married priests, doing away with the celibacy, then that that's the manipulation, right? I, I, I don't... We talked at greater length on the, um, the YouTube show, Rules for Retrogrades, what can any can a shred of evidence be produced that that you know there's any kind of real actual manipulation of you know guilty parties against innocent Pope Francis and and it's too complex a theological issue to understand what we all learned for our first communion in second grade right that that priests are the bridegroom of the church his bride just as it was for Christ. And that's why priests don't get married. You know, imagine Taylor Marshall was saying this on his show today. You go to do last rites.